Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm your host, Jordana Levine. In today's episode, we're exploring Aquarius season and the Aquarius new moon. This is the first new moon of 2023. It happens a couple of days after the sun moves into Aquarius and the sun and the moon will be joining our dear friend Venus and our not so dear friend, bit of a hard ass friend, Saturn. We know that Saturn's in Aquarius because it's been there since December 2020. All of my little Saturn Aquarian babies are coming out of their Saturn return in March when Saturn moves into Pisces. So exciting. But for now, Saturn is still in Aquarius uh, and is kind of playing around with this new moon a little bit. We'll talk about that later in the episode. I have to admit... I actually, I feel like I say this every time I do an episode about a new season, but I will have to admit it again. Aquarius baffles me. It baffles me as a sign. It always has. And I think maybe I didn't actually have many, if any, Aquarius people in my life for a very long time. I had two friends, one, actually I'd worked with both of them when I was working in magazines And I have to say, neither of them were very like typical Aquarius. So maybe that's why I feel like I'm not counting them. So if they're listening and they're like, hey, we're friends and I'm an Aquarius. (laughs) I'm not talking about you guys. Um, I haven't seen either of their charts, but I would say they're both dominant in other signs. Anyway, anyway, I digress. I feel like Aquarius people have always seemed like a little bit of an, an enigma to me. But, you know, that's because they are. They are an enigma. And this is what I love about being an astrologer, specifically doing natal chart readings for clients. I get to explore the depths of signs, yeah, and put faces to them and personalities to them and understand them a little bit deeper that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily get to do in everyday life. Aquarius is one of the signs I've really, really enjoyed getting to explore in recent months. And I hope you guys do as well in this episode as I tell you a little bit more about Aquarius energy. So we officially enter Aquarius season on January 20 and the sun will remain in Aquarius until the 18th of February. Now, just on this point, random time to tell you this, but I'm just thinking about it now and it's it's a really good time. So if you are born on the cusp 
of a sign, right? So if you were born like right in the three days around when a sign changes from one to another. So say you were born on Jan 19, Jan 20, Jan 21. You might be an Aquarius. You might be a Capricorn, right? You are known as a cusper. This is going to happen for a lot of you. People always know when they're cuspers because they use it as a label. And talking about cusp, we'll talk about being a cusper in another episode. But I just want to say for now, just because you were born on a specific day and were a specific sign at your birth does not mean that that day in another year will still fall in that sign. Yeah, there's 365 days in a year. There are 12 zodiac signs. You cannot divide it evenly, right? So every year, the exact dates of a season may change by a day or two, right? So when I say Aquarius season starts on Jan 20 and runs until Feb 18 and you're an Aquarius, but your birthday doesn't fall in that time zone, don't freak out. You are still an Aquarius. Sorry, not in that time zone, in that time period. You're still an Aquarius, all right? I hope I've made that clear. We will talk about cusp babies in another episode, I promise. Um, if If you are a cusper, let me know. Send me a DM on the Lunar Lover Instagram account and let me know. Um, But I just wanted to clear that up because it's come up a few times. Someone pulled me up on it the other day. I explained it to them. They understood. Everyone went to sleep happy that night. (laughs) But if you're wondering too and freaking out, I just wanted to clear it up. All right, let's start off with some of the basics about Aquarius that are often misinterpreted, a bit like Aquarius itself. Yeah. First off, Aquarius is an air sign, not a water sign. Yeah, I know. The name is deceiving and the glyph also a little bit deceiving. It looks like two little waves of water, right? Now, there are lots of different interpretations of what that glyph means. Some people say it is water currents because Aquarius is known as the water bearer. Yeah. Sometimes it's known as like mental currents of higher consciousness because the air signs are very cerebral. Uh, I like this interpretation. My favorite astrologer, Stephen Forrest. If you want to read any book about astrology, read a Stephen Forrest book. But he describes the Aquarius symbols as two serpents. Yeah. Symbols of knowledge. I like the serpent theory because I like what Stephen Forrest says about it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what he says in, I'm going to paraphrase it. He probably says it a lot more eloquently than me, but basically he explains it like this. It goes all the way back to the garden of Eden. Know it? Heard of it? Eve took the apple from the serpent. You know, the one from the tree of knowledge. Yep. That little apple that was hanging from the tree of knowledge. Serpent comes down and says, eat this apple, Eve. And Eve takes the apple and was banished from the Garden of Eden, thus setting into motion the history of the world. (laughs) However, in requiring that knowledge, Eve did something else. In that single act of rebellion, 
very Aquarius. Eve created equality far more precious than inclusion, safety, or even wisdom. Eve, that clever gal, gave birth to human freedom. The aim of Aquarius is individuation and freedom, which is maybe why Aquarius peeps seem so bloody unattainable. (laughs) They're too busy standing out from the crowd and avoiding being smothered. They want to be individuals, do what they want, when they want, and no one is going to tell them otherwise. But these rebels aren't destructive. In fact, they're the opposite. They're focused on the future, on innovation, and an absolute loyalty to truth. You have to be in order to not conform, to not succumb to peer pressure, socialization, to hopping on a bandwagon. This is where the truth bit comes in. To do that, to stand alone, you must be able to say what you see regardless of the consequences. You must stand firm even when your freedom is challenged. This is Aquarius and perhaps why they can come across a little cold. Too much emotion may sway that moral stand. Now, just because Aquarius is all about individuation doesn't mean they're loners. No, in fact, they are the people bringing groups and communities together. The only thing is they have to be an individual within the group, yeah? And they also don't like answering to authority. So they're usually the group leaders slash cult leaders. No, group leaders. (laughs) I haven't done any research on that. But I reckon a few cult leaders are Aquarians. The point of the community for Aquarius is commonality and like-mindedness. If they can work towards a common cause and a socially aware cause, even better. Aquarius, much like its air counterparts Gemini and Libra, is brainy AF, processing everything through the mind. They are so clever, perhaps the cleverest of all the air signs. Actually, one of the Aquarius archetypes is the genius, the other, the scientist. It's funny, you know, whenever I'm doing a reading and I say, <laughs> I say to an Aquarius sun or, or moon or rising, I say that they're, they're the genius people. It always gets a really weird reaction. Yeah, people don't know how to react but I can tell they're always nodding along inside thinking, yeah, I I am a genius. (laughs) And they are, they are, they should think that because they are. Genius doesn't just mean super intellectual, right? It's the ability to think freshly, to be ahead of everyone else's thought processes and to view old problems in new ways to think in ways that we haven't been taught to think, yeah, to be an individual. The objective for Aquarius, after all, is to evolve. And this evolution happens through originality and the ability to step confidently into the future, unburdened by others' opinions or limitations. They're also the revolutionary 
and yeah, like changing the world kind of revolutionary, but also just like revolutionizing everything, <laughs> you know, like by being at the forefront of trends, of movements, resurgences of any kind. They're quirky, eccentric and inventive. They're Harry Styles. And yeah, Harry is an Aquarian. Another famous Aquarian to prove my point, Oprah. Yeah, she practically invented the what's hot list with Oprah's favorite things. And she's created an incredible community while still remaining very much an individual within it. And she's dedicated much of her life to humanitarian work. So yeah, she's like the epitome of Aquarius energy. Sometimes Aquarius can swing too much one way, trying to stand out from the crowd with their single focus on freedom or the common cause, and they can alienate themselves in the process. They can appear cold and detached, yeah? If you've dated an Aquarius, you will know that. I haven't, but people tell me that all the time. (laughs) But here's the thing. They still love you. They're just trying to change the world for you. And in doing so, they do have this innate ability to shut off from emotion and pleasantries to get the job done. (laughs) Okay, so what do we take from this as the sun enters Aquarius? How does this affect all of us? If you are an Aquarius, sun, moon or rising, this is going to feel really lovely this period. It's always nice when you enter your own season, right? For everyone else, there's lessons in it for all of us. There's some good news. Um, During this Aquarius season, from pretty much the time of the new moon, like day after the new moon-ish, so like the 23rd, 22nd, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, all planets, all of them, will be out of retrograde, which means there will be a lot of forward momentum. Couple this with Aquarius's future direction energy and it's likely that big changes are possible with some forward thinking, hooray, hurrah, hooray. (laughs) This retrograde period has effed me up. I'm so excited. It's going to feel like a bloody relief, yeah, after that epically long Mars retrograde and the completion of Mercury retrograde, which I have to say, compared to the Mars one, seemed easy, bloody breezy. So don't be surprised if things happen fast, yeah? Perhaps even seemingly out of the blue. If there's been things you've wanted to get started in 2023 and you're three weeks in and you're thinking, boy, I've really made zero headway on that. (laughs) It me. The tides, they are changing, my friends. Yeah? Fun. Okay, cool. Another part of the sun moving into a new sign, and I hope the reason you listen to this podcast is that there is so much we can learn about ourselves through each sign, even if we don't have any planets in that sign in our natal chart. What can we learn from Aquarius? Well, lots, but I think it's the season to proudly fly your freak flag. And by that I mean, find what makes you an individual. Instead of fitting into the crowd, Celebrate what makes you stand out from it. Aquarius, 11th house, Uranian energy teaches us that sometimes when we feel like we don't fit in, it's not because we don't belong or there's anything wrong with us or we are at fault. 
It's because of everyone else. No. <laughs> Lol. No, I'm just joking. It's simply because it's not the right group community people for us. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less. Aquarius doesn't try and fit in. Aquarius knows who they are, embraces their identity and goes on a quest to find like-minded individuals who allow them to express their uniqueness. I am what I am. If you like me, fabulous. And if you don't, well, that's unfortunate for you, right? This is the energy of Aquarius. This is what we're all bringing into Aquarius season. Now, now, sorry, screaming at you. You might want to look at where Aquarius falls in your natal chart. Like I said, it doesn't matter if you don't have any planets there. See what house it falls into. Um, again, like for everyone listening, I know there's some charts online uh, where it's really hard to tell where a sign is falling in a house. CoStar is not going to help you with this. Their chart um, is so hard to read. I can't even really read it. Um, I recommend downloading the app Astro Gold. Now, it's an advanced app. You're probably not going to understand a lot of it, but what will you what you will get out of it is a really cool picture of your natal chart that makes it really easy to understand where the signs sit, right? Um, I think it's paid. I don't remember. I downloaded it so long ago now. It would have been a one-off fee. It's not like a monthly fee because I still have it and I don't pay for it now. But I do have a feeling that I had to pay for it and it might have been quite expensive, but I don't know. Check it out. See, see what you can find. Um, the other one that gives you a pretty good picture of the signs and I think is cheaper is Time Passages, the Time Passages app. So what was I talking about? Why am I telling you about that? Oh, yeah, see what House Aquarius falls in. It might give you a bit of an idea of where you're going to feel this energy depending on the house. You can go back to the houses episodes that I did to learn more about the houses. Um, But the reason it's going to light up that house is because the sun, the moon, Venus and Saturn, the the moon for the period of time that it's a new moon, but then the other planets are all going to be in Aquarius in that house for you. Yeah. So that's going to give you a little bit of an insight into how it's reflected for you. All right. That's a lot of gobbledygook that's going to go over most of your heads. (laughs) Let's talk about the Aquarius new moon. The Aquarius new moon will take place on Sunday, January 22nd at 7.53am in Sydney, Saturday the 21st of January at 8.53pm in London and 3.53pm in New York. So let's talk about forward momentum, swift changes, future direction. All Aquarius season themes, yes, but during the new moon, when both the sun and the moon align in Aquarius, expect a potent dose of all of those things. But here's a caveat, and perhaps something many of you might struggle with. It most likely, not definitely, but it most likely won't be an action-based momentum or change. It probably won't even be a feeling-based changed change, right? We had a feeling moon last full moon with the cancer full moon this ain't no feeling moon it's likely to be a fresh idea a new perspective 
a change in the way you think. It could be a change that sweeps in and asks you very kindly to alter your perception or way of thinking, or or it may force you to think differently. Either way, kind of exciting, don't you think? The moon doesn't love being in Aquarius. Uh, the moon is all about feelings, and Aquarius has got too many other things to worry about, to invent, to innovate, to think about. The moon wants to hold hands and cuddle and whisper sweet lunar nothings in your ear, while Aquarius is trying to solve the problems of the world on a whiteboard and has forgotten you're even in the room. Give me space to think, (laughs) says Aquarius. Uranus rules Aquarius, but so does Saturn, and Saturn is a taskmaster. You've heard me refer to Saturn as the school principal, I'm sure, in other episodes. Well, think about the moon in the school principal's office. It's not likely she's going to want to open up and share her feelings. At the time of the moon, we actually have Saturn in Aquarius too, and it's forming a conjunction with Venus, the planet of love. Venusian and lunar energy are very similar. They speak the same romantic, emotional, poetic language. Saturn and Aquarius? They're coding, crunching numbers, not picking you flowers and serenading you with love songs. So what does this mean for us? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you feel a little emotionally confused or detached during this new moon. That's Saturn, yeah? You may feel the need to intellectualize your feelings. (laughs) Hey, y'all, welcome to my world. (laughs) You may find yourself trying to find logic, reason in the emotions of a partner or perhaps your own emotions. This is Aquarius. If this weekend you find your emotions change when it comes to a certain someone, give it a few days before you make any big, bold moves. Saturn might just be restricting access to the depths of how you really feel. Make sense? Yeah. So if you're feeling a bit cold, if you're feeling a bit detached and you're like, oh, maybe I'm just not into this person anymore. Just give it a bit. Just give it a bit. (laughs) Sit on it. My advice. Did you ask for it? This is something I'm working on at the moment. Bit of a side note. I, most of you probably know this, but I am a projector in human design. Big part of being in a, a projector is uh, having great advice, being a great advice giver. But a lot of the time uh, it's unsolicited. I need to ask for permission before I give advice. But I feel like if you listen to this podcast, which is pretty much just me talking at you, that is your permission granted. So this is my advice, (laughs) if you want it. Take space this weekend, yeah? Aquarius is comfortable with distance. So my suggestion is take it, take the distance. If someone is distancing themselves from you, allow it. Smothering, clinging on, preventing the space will only make it worse. If simply hearing me say those words is freaking you out, then it is even more reason to take the space, right? And look, I'm not just talking about space from people. I'm talking about 
distancing yourself from things you're becoming too or, or that are just becoming too much for you that you're not gaining new ground on so it could be work it could be a problem you're trying to solve yeah the distance will benefit you yeah this is the magic of Aquarius taking some of that Aquarius energy and getting comfortable with taking a little bit of space sometimes when we're too in something when we're too close we can't make any ground. I've experienced this recently with the book I've been writing. I've been so deep in it um, that I couldn't kind of move anywhere with it. I, I was just too far in. Anyway, so I, I took some space. I've taken three weeks. And as I slowly come back into it now, I'm just waiting for Mercury to F off. Um, <laughs> still in the shadow period. But once that's over and I jump back in, I am already finding a fresh perspective on it. Yeah? Okay. Apply that as you will to your own circumstance. Let's talk about some ways to work with this Aquarius new moon. Aquarius is very much about the collective and community. Yeah? Now, I know I've said they're, they're the individual. They want freedom. <laughs> They're distancing themselves, but they do love the idea of bringing people together. So perhaps there is a group gathering or a community class or a talk or something that you can attend this weekend to tap into some of those Aquarius vibes. Aquarius is, of course, an air sign. Um, so show your cerebral centers some love attend a philosophy course, take part in a group meditation, read a new book, study something new, all those sorts of things. Uh, get radical, yeah? Big changes, radical makeovers, shocking moments, cut your fringe, don't cut your fringe. This is your moon to do it. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> Not your fringe. I just want to be clear, don't cut your fringe. You will always regret it. There's few people that can get away with it. Um, I'm sure there's like a TikTok filter where you can put it on to see if a fringe is going to suit you. But I would say, look, maybe don't do it during a new moon. But what I mean is um, if you want to be eccentric, if you want to wear a wild outfit, if you want to dye your hair, if you want to cut a fringe, do it. Do it. Fly your freak flag. Yeah. It is a new moon. So it's the perfect time to manifest and we all know that our thoughts and mindset are an integral component in making things happen in one's life. So maybe under this Aquarius new moon, allow yourself a new way of looking at an old problem or perhaps an old intention that you've been working on for a while and notice how this shifts things. Lastly, no, not lastly, there's a few more things. Get active and speak out. There's a lot to speak out about all the time these days, I find. Have your say. Sign the petition, take part in the march, organize a fundraiser, and also be active in your own life. Start making small changes at home and be the message that you wish to preach. Very Aquarius. Lastly, be brave with this new moon. Yeah, and just with Aquarius energy in general, pivot when you need to, fight for what you believe in, change things for the better, and be radical in the pursuit of your dreams. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt, stick it on the bumper of your car. All right, I have a couple of announcements. The first announcement is I made the decision on, when did I make it? I can't remember. 
the Cancer Full Moon, I think, uh, that I am closing down the Lunar Lover membership. Yeah. Um, I ran that membership for four years. It has been so great guiding everyone through the lunar cycle. I've absolutely loved it. A lot of members have been there from the beginning. Um, But I have had enough because I'm a Gemini um, and I want to do something different. (laughs) So I'm going to. Um, I have a very exciting announcement uh, for this podcast. Yeah, very exciting announcement for this podcast. I will make that announcement in the Aries season and new Aries new moon episode in March. So yes, still a little bit of time to wait, but it'll be worth it. And astrologically, it's the perfect time to introduce newness as we enter a new astrological year. Yeah, it's going to be a way for you to connect deeper with lunar energy, to connect deeper with astrology, um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So I'm excited for that. If you want to book in a natal chart reading, now is the time to do it. I'm cutting my hours down a little bit over the next few weeks because I need to get back into writing my fiction um, and there's a lot of other stuff going on and I, I've been doing a lot of natal chart reading. So I've had to cut back my hours Um, So spots will be limited. You don't want to miss out on that. To book a natal chart reading, all you need to do is click the link in the show notes or head to jordanalevine.com forward slash readings. Next week, we have a very exciting episode that many of you have been asking for. Uh, We're going to be speaking about human design. I'm chatting with my good friend, Emmy Ray from The Daily Rest. She is a human design expert she taught me everything I know about being a projector um I don't know how we're going to cram it all into one episode so that'll be interesting uh but we'll give it a red hot go um and if you don't know anything about human design prepare to have your bloody mind blown yeah if you enjoyed this episode I would love for you to share it on your socials uh what socials do you share it on I mean Instagram is where I share things, but wherever you share things, do it. Um, If you share it to Instagram, you can tag me at Jordana Levine and tag Luna Lover at Luna double underscore lover. There's going to be a bit of a shake up on the Instagram account as well come March, uh, but you're going to have to wait for that as well. There's lots happening in March. It's very exciting. Um, but until then, look, I do what I can on that Instagram account, uh, but it's not where I want it to be, but it will be. It will be when we hear Aries season. What I have been doing on there that I will continue to do and is a handy resource for y'all is uh, once a week, I'll open up a question box where you can ask me all of your astrological questions. If they are related to this episode, that would be good. Actually, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do this week. I will open up a question box for you to ask me questions about anything that came up for you while listening to this episode. Um, All right, this has been fun. I will see you next week with that human design episode. And then the following week, we have got a Leo full moon. Oh my Lord, how exciting. Maybe, is it the following week? I think it is. It might be the week after. Oh my God, you're just going to have to wait and see. (laughs) Until next moon, whenever that is, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast. (laughs) 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 